podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by uh, I'm joined I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how you doing, man? Yeah, what's what's going on, man? All good, all good. Uh, and I've got Leroy in the building. How you doing, man? Welcome back to the pod. Long time no speak, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's happy. I'm good to have you back, man. I'm glad. I'm excited about this. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's been a while. Just been um, getting pammed at work, but I'm back, man. I'm back, man. Everyone can just die. I don't get anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't ed- I ain't editing. I ain't editing. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm playing around people anyway. Uh, guys, before we start, um, obviously, um, if you aren't already, follow Touchy Gooners on Twitter. Uh, Touchline Frackers, we deserve some five-star reviews on the uh, iTunes Apple app, actually. So if you haven't left a review, go and do that now. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe and like. Um, literally takes three seconds of your time. So that would be very much appreciated if you could do that. Um yeah, I think that's... Bit- oh, and then obviously we've got the Patreon. We've got Touch Gooners Patreon. Listen, I know things are down with Arsenal at the moment, but listen, Touch Gooners, we're going to be providing you some content over the summer. Um, we've got some ideas. We've got, we, we've got some ideas what we're going to what we're gonna bring you. So sign up to uh, the Patreon to keep your summer uh, Arsenal packed. Um, you can sign up to our Patreon for as little as £3 a month. So the link will be in the bio for that. Anyway, guys... Fourth win on the bounce. Um, I did want to start this whole conversation with, you know, hey, can we make top six? But no, uh, West Ham have other ideas and decided not to bottle it uh, away to West Brom. So, um, yeah, uh, Europa Conference League, lads. How are you feeling about that? Because it looks like that could be a real possibility just looking at the fixtures and you know obviously we have to win our our last game to make this happen um but 
you know, there's the opportunity there to to get in this Europa Conference, which, well, I say opportunity, I don't think it really is too much of a, an appealing opportunity. Uh, some might say it's a what, what's the opportunity? What's the opposite to opportunity? Uh, detriment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. Um, embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Either way, we're gonna we, we we may have some European football next season, right? And obviously, the opportunity to finish above Spurs, which I, I myself personally, I would love that to happen because I don't like Spurs. Um, I also don't did, didn't like the whole Carlo Ancelotti loving at the start of the season. Oh, Arsenal should have got Carlo. La di da di da. Look at what he's doing. Ra ta ta. All of that stuff. And you know what? Little Arteta well, well, might end up finishing above him in the league. So, yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, Leroy, let me get you on first because you haven't been on for a few weeks. Um, how are you feeling about? how this season is coming to a close and you know is Europa Conference something you're particularly interested in? Um, just the season in general um, I just feel a bit dejected man and a bit apathetic about Arsenal because it's been such a disappointing season all round that it's just it's just sad man it's sad to see my club in such a state and it just makes me unhappy man but if I'm honest with you like, we know Arteta's not getting sacked. Arteta's going to be here. So all we can hope for is the, the sh- how bad we've been this season is going to be the wake-up call for the ownership. And the ownership are going to think, right, we really do need to invest and invest heavily. We might be able to get a blight with the FFP now, um, not really being um, a, a thing with COVID. And we need to invest heavy, heavily, heavily, heavily into the squad this summer. So... I'm trying not to get by in and get too optimistic because that happens every single summer and we do it. But I just hope that they, they read the message loud and clear. And as for the Europa Conference, I mean, I think it will be more of a hindrance than us. And it, will, it will distract from our focus because we really need to focus on the league. It's not like the Europa League where if we win, we can get into the Champions League. So you've got that carrot at the end of the stick. Um, so we really need to just think about the league. Um, so I, I don't want to be in it. If somehow on the last day we end up in it, I hope they have the sense to treat it as a, a League Cup type thing mm. and they just play the um, under 23s and stuff and use it for blood and young talent rather than actually sending first team players to Bosnia and Herzegovina playing um, bin men from flipping whatever whatever country they're from. So I'm not really interested in all that. So I hope that's how they use it to do it. So and I just feel like in terms of the optics of the club, we've been embarrassed so much that actually turning up in the third tier of European football is embarrassment too far. So I'm yeah, really could probably do without it. Yeah, no, is what you're saying. It's like it's bad PR. It's it's more embarrassing to be in it than to actually not qualify for Europe at all. Exactly. The only thing, and the other, the other positive though is even if you get an extra two million, that's an extra two million we wouldn't have had. Yeah, I mean, look, the the PR coming out of the club is that, well, we don't need Europe to spend money, right? So I'm hoping that they they actually show the same that same energy from when we we don't make Europe, Um, because I, I don't know how much money we get for this Europa conference thing. Like it's no idea, nothing about sponsors or anything like that like you said if we're playing teams from bosnia i doubt they're bringing in too much money i don't know i don't know what tv channel it's going to be on probably on dave or something like that so i can't imagine there's too much money 
in um in this competition. However, I wouldn't mind it from a squad. Um, so like like you said, if we were to use it like an under twenty three competition, I wouldn't be adverse to that because then it would make sense to keep someone like. Balogun at the club next season because I think you'll get plenty of football playing in that competition and along with the cup competitions as well so whereas if um, you know if knowing Arteta he's probably going to go balls to the wall in that competition and bloody fucking play everyone every week and in that case I don't want to see it at all if we treat it like an under 23 competition I wouldn't mind too much if I'm being honest but I hear the embarrassment angle Sean um, what about you I, I, I know you're probably pretty antsy this Europa Conference stuff, right? You want us to finish as low as possible. <laughs> Don't say that. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with both you and Leroy. Essentially, yeah, I think <laughs> I really don't want to see us in this competition next season. But like you said, if we do end up and we do beat Brighton at home, I think basically Arteta will want to go out with a bang, especially as fans are at the ground on on um, on Sunday. So he actually can't afford to lose. like Just because, like you said, the optics has been such a poor season. Um, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of indifference to him. Obviously, he's still got a lot of backers. But um, with fans, yeah, back at the stadium on Sunday as well, I think he, he will want to like, put on a performance and win. And that might end up landing us in the Europa Conference. So yeah, if we do get it, it should be used as the opportunity next season just to... Um, give Balogun a load of a load of minutes. Give Martinelli a load of minutes. Um, you know everyone else who's on all the other youngsters who are on the periphery. Um, it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but no, no, no. Yeah, in all seriousness, um, I, yeah, the, the aim should be to streamline the squad as much as possible. If we're gonna, even if we're in this competition, we just don't need a big squad next season. We really don't. I think we should be having a core of like 16, 17 players um, that you know we're gonna that you know we're gonna be playing like once a week. Um, it might just be a good chance for us to reset. You've seen with Leicester and Chelsea yeah, how they did it. You know when they when they had no competitions and they were just playing once a week. It, it means less rotation, um, less fatigue. Um, so I expect our best players to be more to be more durable as well over the course of the season. So yeah, um, if we do get it, yeah, just just let's have the youngsters out, please, and just focus. Next season is so so important just to focus on the league. Mm. I, I wanted to ask you guys a question because obviously I think it's the first time under Arteta we've won four league games in a row. I think that I think that was the stat today. So we've won our last four league games in a row. It's propelled us up to the grand heights of um, ninth. Um, it, it just seems to be like what, no matter how many w- games we win, we just can't go any higher than ninth. It's really absurd. But I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the back end to this season because I'm sure you've seen these tables going around, and these tables have been going around for, for quite a while. I may or may not be culpable, and uh, and the main culprit of these tables being passed around of since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there, there are th- these Christmas tables. They have us third in the league over the last 23 games right now of course we let's let's address it these tables mean nothing right league league game league league uh, uh league seasons are 38 games this is a third of a season right but we are third in that league i want to know from you guys what do we take from this table like if anything at all do we take anything from these tables going into next season? Uh, Lira, I'll start with you. Absolutely nothing. Okay. We take absolutely nothing from this. The thing is, the season is about stamina. 
It's about consistency and decision-making, consistency and performance, consistency and mo- everything's about consistency. So, yes, we have shown for a period of time, but it's such an arbitrary period of time. You could go and pick any run of games because we were looking at 14 games, 13 games, whatever. Do you, you not think it's relevant because of the, the whole ESR thing? <clears throat> um, it, still, it could be, but then we've had bad runs since then. So... We were what we yeah, we were like fourth in the table per, uh, since Christmas. Then we went down to like seventh or eighth or something like that. Then we went up again because we've had it changes when you have good runs of form and bad runs of form in it. And we're currently on a quote unquote good run of um, results, I should say, because we win mm-hmm. one four bounce. So I don't really take much from it. I think it's very arbitrary. Um, uh, I, I don't really. I, I'm looking at the performances more than anything. And the XG is worrying me um, if I'm looking at anything data-wise or any data points. We just don't seem to create chances and we don't seem to really have a team that's quite that's cohesive in, in terms of going forward and attack. And we don't particularly have a team that's particularly solid at the back because we're full of individual mistakes. So <clears throat> there's not really anything that the table can show me that would make me convinced. So like Una Emery, we went on a 22-hour game on beat and run and we were doing okay in the table, but I wasn't convinced then. And it's the same now. I'm not convinced because I'm looking at the team and the team isn't showing me anything that I'm thinking, all right, we've got something to build on. All right, we've got something to work with. What What about if I told you during that period we were fifth in the league in XG created, third in the league in goal scored? In terms of recently? So in the last, over the last 23 games since Christmas, basically. Um, So fifth in the league in terms of goals. Uh, and that's, uh, we've played a... Um, we played a game less than some of the teams around us as well. So okay, so with I didn't I wasn't aware of that data point. That is relatively promising, fair enough. But I know how I felt when I've watched the games, even when I've watched games back when I can, and I'm still not massively convinced. Don't get me wrong. There is a part of me that thinks if we really go ham and upgrade these players, there's something that's still salvageable about this. Um, this current tenure, this even though I'm not really a massive fan and I do think we need to change over, I don't think that's realistic. But, for example, if we go and add, spend big, big money and add, say, a Grealish, add, say, a, um, a Basuma, um, add another midfielder, add a, a decent right back, add um, another forward, then, yeah, we're in business. But looking at this team and this current performance, I, I'm not really taking too much from third in the table since Christmas, to be honest. Mm. I hear you. I hear Because it does feel that way, right? Like, even watching today's game, I, I mean, I don't know what the XG score is. I would imagine we were, you know, we, we, we probably, based on the chances at the end, we probably did finish with a higher XG than, than Palace. But it didn't feel like we were... It didn't feel like we were creating anything, you know? I, I, and I know we've scored three goals. And I know since this 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 year, we've actually scored quite a lot of goals in in terms of um you know the the, ta- the amount of times we've scored three goals um in 2021 it's 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 quite a lot actually i think it's around i think it's about as many um as man city have scored we've scored three goals and like i said we've scored the third most in the league since christmas so we have scored goals but you're right it doesn't feel like we are a particularly cohesive offensive unit like i had no faith in us scoring in the last 15 minutes today. Absolutely no faith at all. I didn't I didn't see where the goal was coming from. We couldn't pass forward. And it was just I I, I don't know. It was just it was it was just a strange feeling today. Um when we did score the goals. Cause I was just sort of like, well that just that 
I, I don't really see where that has come from. And it doesn't feel like to me we are a good attacking team, but we seem to score goals, but not enough goals. It, we're just in a weird, weird place at the moment. Sean, you can maybe extract my thoughts and repackage them in a much better way than I have. No, no, I, I agree. I totally agree with what you said. And I think a lot of it looking at it, it's still um, results-driven analysis. Leroy referenced um, the stuff under Unai Emery when we went 22 games unbeaten, but we didn't like what we saw. So even now we've had, you know, over the last 23 games, a decent period of form. But I can't sit here and say that I've liked what I've seen. You know, everyone will even reference the introduction of ESR and no one likes him more than me. I think he's been great. However, um, you know, those impo- those improved performances, quote unquote, that's from a very, very, very low bar. Um, and, and if you ask me, I, I, I still boil it a lot down to um, Arteta's system, which I think is just too restrictive, you know, in terms of in terms of how he likes with the double pivot. They have to operate behind the ball at all times. Um, he doesn't really allow for too much flexibility or rotation of position. So it just gets, it becomes harder to, you know, build up ahead of steam, um, sustain pressure for long periods of time. So, um, yeah, w- when we do score, like today was, I think, you know, I think the stat has floated about, we, we pretty much don't score after 75 minutes. Like you said, those goals kind of came from nowhere because it didn't yeah. look like, do you know what I mean? I think I saw it said between the 35th and basically injury time, we didn't have a shot, do you know what I mean? So it was, we, we seemed to throw away long periods um, in games where we're just not doing much. We have a lot of recycled possession, but um, we don't look threatening. We, we don't ask players to take enough risks. So so it's weird because I'm stuck in a position where like, I'm like, oh, these players are not moving off the ball enough. Is that down to them or is that down to the coach? But, you know, you saw like we've often spoken about Pepe scored a lot of goals running in behind um, at Lille. Uh, Martinelli scored today, like from a from a good ball win behind from from Martin Odegaard. So it, it's it's hard, like it's hard. It, you know, it, it comes back to you know the the, the positional based game that Arteta has implemented. I just think to a point, I think it's restrictive unless you have the best quality in those positions. So I I really hope because obviously I don't think he's going to change the approach too much. Like you know he he likes the the players in specific zones, you know, we've talked about in the past, the five lanes of attack, how Arteta likes to set up. So I don't really think that's going to vary or change much. So I just hope that he gets the relevant personnel he wants that will see the improvement just because otherwise I just don't see how how, how it is going to prove. I just find it a bit too stale for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I find it very much a bit too stale. So I hope, hopefully we'll see. Um, and, and this is essentially why, why recruitment is needed because um, I just think, the only way we're going to see that massive improvement is through an improvement in personnel. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a, that's a whole big conversation by itself, isn't it? And I mean, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the personnel that we do have currently because there's been some really weird seasons, right? And I want to start with Leroy's favourite player in the world, uh, Nicola Pepe, yeah? Um, <laughs> I hate him! Uh, but... Leroy, the goals today were so sick. It was so good, and that's why I hate him. Yes, he's very sick, but he's very shit. He's a joke, man. Yeah. He was awful today, by the way. Absolutely awful, but so decisive. That goal at the end was was fantastic, Um, but deeply frustrating for the whole game, I thought. He pisses me off so much, and he's so frustrating because... The thing is, you know what's frustrating about him? 
is you think if you applied yourself even a little bit, you could get so much more out of yourself than you do. Like, you're not amazing. I'm not going to say you're not amazing, but you have a certain degree. Some of the things that you can do in terms of your skill set, I'm talking to Pepe like I'm talking to him, like I'm trying to G him up. Some of the things you can do in your skill set can be so important and decisive in football matches, but you are away with the fairies so much that you cannot even bother to apply yourself to actually make the most out of the ability that you have. And that's what's so frustrating because that's that third goal. I was so angry. The goal went in and I was livid. I was thinking, what is wrong with this guy? (laughs) But he has the ability to do that. That's the thing. So, um, That that was his eighth league goal of the season. And yes, that doesn't sound like a lot. But considering he hasn't started much, I mean, it's the same amount as... um, as James Madison, James Madison's got eight goals this season. Richarlison's got seven. You know, Greenwood's got seven. Werner's got six. These are players who have been playing the whole season. You know, it's- starting pr- practically the whole season. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you've got Pepe, who I'm not even sure Arteta rates. Like, I- are you confident Arteta rates him? Because yeah, I'm not. Cool. But... Uh, one thing, shout out, um, shout out Nigeria and Dan, yeah, for paying out early. You shouldn't pay out early on your bets, bro. Don't cash out. You, you would have been, you would have been shitting it, innit? I would have been, I would have been absolutely shotgun into wait, but, No, but wait, what, what was your bet? Wasn't it seven and seven? Like yeah, 14? So 14 goal contributions. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's not there. He's, he's only got like... He's only got nine. Yeah. He's only got one assist. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. He's only got one assist. So you... <laughs> Yeah, you 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 got you got there by the 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 hair on your skin on your chinny chin chin, but um, well, it's it's really frustrating because I feel like even though I don't think he's a sensational player, he has qualities. But if he he doesn't have the mental attributes to apply his qualities in any kind of consistent way, and that's the most frustrating thing, especially for the amount we paid for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just cannot depend on him whatsoever. You never know what's going to turn up, and. Um, the thing is, especially a lot of the time in these games, like I mean, the Europa League, like it will seem to fall out for some reason, or at least be be decisive. And um, he was decisive again today, and it's um, it's it's really really frustrating. But to be honest, the good thing is I hope he retains a bit of value because then we may be able to sell him um, because he's because of these type of performances. Well, to be, to be to be honest, this season I think he's probably helped to salvage a little bit more value, probably yeah, than yeah. Than, he, than he had before. So. Um, so yeah, I think if we if we probably put him on the market now, you probably have a few clubs looking at him again. I think compared to compared to where we were last season, I do I do agree with you. I think the frustrating thing as well is that he just for, for me his skill set is you know be in and around like obviously I'm not comparing I'm not saying he is Salah, but you see how Salah is just Salah knows what he's about, and, and Salah wants to run in behind. Salah wants to get on the end of things, and Salah wants to score at every single opportunity. Um, and I think if Pepe, you know, if he was able to mark his game on a similar sort of approach, I think he, he could be very effective because, like I said, for all his flaws, and God knows he has a lot of them, he can score goals. And he's actually, for me, I would actually say, apart from Aubameyang, I'd say for me, he's the second reli- most reliable finisher. Mm. Like, I generally actually think he's a decent finisher, like in front of goal. Do you know what I mean? So even like his first goal, which was on his weaker right foot, that wasn't an easy chance that, and, and he, he took that very, very well as well. So um, it is frustrating with him because I look at someone like Federico Chiesa at Juventus, who is just so, so active. Um, you know, he, he has that complete sort of profile you like for a wild player. Um, he's 
He's fast. He's intense. He runs in behind. He looks into combine. Um, yeah, and and I just think sometimes Pepe he, he's not always switched in, um, switched on to the game. Like I even remember like actually what his, his dad said when he was moving to Arsenal. He said he's not. He needs Pepe needs to be serious about football. And, and that you know sometimes you do question just whether he is serious enough as well. So I just wish he could apply himself a bit more. Um, and I think probably Arteta even he said that in his post match comments as well. He said like once he switched in. Um, you know, he can be very effective. So, mm-hmm. well, I, I know you guys are talking about selling him, but you know, his first season was, you know, abject, right? I think we can all sit here and, com- you know, we can all put, put our hands up and say, we got it wrong with Pepe. Um, we came around in different variations of time, but we're all kind of sitting at the same table with Pepe now. But, you know, he got eight goals in his first season, which wasn't great. Um, but, He's he's had like a 75% markup in terms of goals this season. He's improved on his league tally. He's improved on his all comps tally. What's to say that Pepe can't add to that next season, get into double digits in the Premier League and hit maybe 20 next season all comps? What's to say that he can't do that? Um, he, wait, So, like... I guess I'm asking: Is this the cap? Is this is this the most we can expect of Pepe, or is there another level for him to get to? Because if yeah. he plays, he scores. Um, this is the thing: he's probably one in two from when he does actually. Um, maybe not one in two, maybe around one in three. Actually, let me not exaggerate. Probably about one in three from when he actually does start and score. Well, the thing is, right when you start to step up a level, every level you start to step up, it becomes more difficult. I think we do have to relax with his all-comp stats because a lot of them have been in Europa League against, like, yeah. nonsense teams. So he's got eight league goals. So the league is a good barometer because you have a, a more consistent and a reasonable level of quality. So eight goals is not bad, but he he's a forward. So Madison, I wouldn't really class as a forward. He's been playing in a 4-3-3 in midfield okay. really this season. So eight goals is, is, is mediocre, let, let's be real. Eight, but it's eight goals in about... What thirteen starts? So what in terms of? But he's come up. How many goals score off the bench? And he's probably come off the bench. Well, I don't know. I, I would imagine most of his goals come when he starts, though, right? How many? I remember too many times he's come off the bench to score. He's had enough minutes though. Eight goals. I. I mean, I'm not seeing eight league goals. Yeah, it's eight goals in fifteen hundred minutes. So whatever that is, that's. Uh, let me have a look. That is a goal every hundred ninety minutes. Yeah. So he's one in two. Okay, so that that's not bad. That's not bad for a wide player. It's not 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 amazing, but it's it's not bad. But to to make that next step and become say a two in three wide player, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. Um, so I I, I don't really think he's got it in him, and also he's not going to have the Europa League to stat pad next season. So um, I don't really see him getting um, anywhere near twenty goals in all comps. Hmm. Europe. What what about you? Um, so first things first, I don't think we are going to sell him. That was just that was just me saying. Um, I think he he's probably held some value this season. I don't think we will sell him. Um, yeah, the, the the target for him is to push on again. Um, like I said, I think how I would proportion the blame. I think it's about fifty fifty in terms of I think he could do more, but I also like I said, I think the the system is very restrictive for a lot of players as well. Um, so. And obviously, like like Leroy said, next season he's only going to have the Prem. But it just depends how much we improve the team around him. If we're a team that can create chances at a regular rate of not, then he's more likely to score. Do you know what I mean? So, 
he he's a, he's a scorer basically i mean obviously the the goal today he created himself so he can do that as well but i think systematically um you know i mean all, all our forwards are going to be reliant on the service into them so um for me it's reliant on what we do in the midfield in the summer so in terms of you know wh- where we spend and, and how we choose to spend so that will dictate what i say for our for our forwards um next next season so um yeah Round round away. I think if he stayed, he could probably get ten goals next season in the league, which would be a, a, a decent contribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one another player I want to talk about actually was Odegaard got his first assist today. Um, you know we've been we've been well, I've been banging on about it. You know your your agenda against him has been nasty. I don't care, Sean. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's been absolutely disgusting. I like you, 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 actually, you actually have no manners. Like, I no, don't no, care. It's like, it's not like good footballers. He went from Ozil to chatting rubbish. As soon as he's another good footballer with a bit of skills, a bit, he goes to chatting rubbish again. All right, Leroy, you told me we signed Erdegaard in January. I told you that come come end of May, he's got one goal, one assist, one big chance created. Would you have been happy with that? I will tell you exactly the same thing that I told you with Ozil, and we've been arguing since about 2012 about. Mm. I don't judge players like that on goals and assists and statistics. Well, what about chances created? He's a, he's a chance creator, no? Oh, he is, but I judge him in his overall impact on the team. And how's his overall impact on the team been? It's been up and down, up and down. Um, I would say like, mostly down. I wouldn't say mostly down at all. I'd say up and down, but overall, he's, he's been decent. I don't, I, I think, I don't, I just don't agree with you. I think, I think today was the, was the, the most he's done since the West Ham game. The West Ham game was what four to five weeks ago, six weeks ago, maybe. Maybe he was out injured for what a week, two weeks. So I'll give him that. He hasn't done fuck all. Mm, uh, since he come back off his injury, he's not been great. He's not been great. But before his injury, we definitely saw a good player there, in my opinion. Would you Would you keep him? Hundred percent. Without and how much How much would you be prepared to pay for him? Um, I'll definitely pay up to fifty mil. Really? Yeah. Sean, Sean doesn't look as confident as you. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, so, got, how old is he? 23? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's 22. No, so I, I would still buy him. I, 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 50? I, 50? I would probably pay between 30, 40. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll pay 30 to 40. But um, that, So my, my only issue with him is that I do think Sometimes I, I do look at him and I'm just like, I just want a bit more intensity in the midfield. Like, I just want, like, make yourself a bit easier to find in terms of the, because the, he, he tends to stay just in that right half space. Obviously, I think that's partly instruction. But if you look at him when he was at Sociedad, that's kind of like where he likes to be anyway. Um, and obviously he looks for that slip ball in through and behind or over the top. Um, so I would just like a bit more, I don't know, because when I look at him, I, I don't know Like if he played in a 4-3-3, if he could play as a right-sided eight. Obviously, we tried it against Villarreal in the second leg. I don't think that was necessarily his fault because I thought the spacing was really off in that game anyway and we didn't press. But, um, yeah, he, he looks to me more like a pure 10 rather than someone, you know, I, I just like a bit more versatility and adaptability. Like When I look at ESR, I think I could easily play him in a midfield three and I think he would be fine. I, I sometimes have, you know, um, sort of, if he thought about that with with Martin, I, I still do really like him though. And at the end of the day, I think we need his quality and I think he's got a lot of it. But when I look at, you know, adaptability in terms of flipping from formation to formation or, you know, 
say one game he's playing as a 10, next game maybe from the right. Because like against Chelsea, I thought he really struggled away in that game. Um, I mean, to be fair, the whole team did. But I, I yeah, he probably, because he just, because he has that lack of intensity. One thing that Ozil did have actually as well was that Ozil was deceptively very quick. Um, Odegaard isn't quick like, at all, mm. do you know what I mean? So he, he's not quick at all, um, which is why obviously it's, it's a risk. But I do still really like Michael Elise. And I think he, he's got a bit more versati- versatility and adaptability. Obviously, he's not as, you know, um, I don't think he's got as much quality at the moment um, as Odegaard, but that would be someone I, I would look at as well as a possible option. Mm. Yeah, look, I think I think there's a balanced conversation to be had with Odegaard, right? And sometimes I feel like we're not um, being as balanced. There's some agendas flying around. I don't know where the agendas are coming from, right? People are blaming me, but it's not, it's not me, right? It's not me. I just want there to be a fair and balanced conversation. So, for example, there's always this ESR Erdegaard talk, and they definitely they definitely can coexist, right? I don't know if they can coexist in the same team. I'm not too sure how that works. I think we've seen it a few times. It's been up and down, right? It's been up and down. But what I would say about Erdegaard is that um, if Emil Smithrow was playing 10th, um, at that moment, when we went for the for the goal to Marcelli, we don't score today. I don't think um, that is what Erdegaard does. That that Özil type ball. I think he's very similar to Özil. I think some people don't like that comparison. Say it's a lazy comparison. I disagree. I think they play football quite similarly. Um, they they yes, they're not replicas of each other, but I think they play the game very similarly. They have um, very similar skill sets. And that pass is something Urza would look to do all the time. We would score so many goals from that kind of uh, looped-in pass. It's, it's impossible to defend against because it's gone right over to the, the defender's heads, right on the attacker's feet. And luckily, Martinelli, great, well, I don't know, more luck than judgment on the touch maybe, but good um, awareness to, to stick it in the back of the net in the end. But yeah, I think there's a, a, a balanced conversation to have. Me, me personally, I'm not going to be running to the hills to sign him for any more than 30 million, personally. Because I don't, I just don't know if he, I, I don't think he can um, be as influential for us as we need him to be. And I'm not paying 50 to 60 million on someone to 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 give us what he's given us since joining. I'm sorry, Lira. Don't get me wrong. If we could, even though I think it's completely unrealistic, I, I would go all out for get, to get Grealish. I would, that's mm. what I'd do. But if we're not, I'm definitely getting Odegaard for in, ahead of uh, Buendia, who Newcastle, not Newcastle, Norwich say they want 40 mil for. Why is that? Because Buendia is a much more dynamic player. I feel like he would suit us more. I think Odegaard is miles better. It, it, at, at what, though? Everything. I don't think he's better at everything. I think Buendia is a better goal scorer. I think Buendia has shown the ability to, to create and score. Um, well, he can play goal it goal. as an eight. But I, I, I haven't seen Buendia play as an eight. He played as an eight for Norwich. Did, in the Prem. Norwich. No. Didn't he? Did- this this season he's mostly played from the right of a four two three one. So he's like a wide he's like a wide playmaker that comes. Didn't he play as an eight in the Premier nope. last season? Last season played wide all season, and that was what I was saying. I oh, said no. I'd take Wendia if he could be transformed into an eight, but he didn't play it. He played wide. Okay. Um. Okay. So he's only really played wide, and he's not really been playing in central areas. And I just think uh, Odegaard's quality is clear of them, man. I just think he's different level, different level altogether. When, when, when's he going to start showing it though? What do you mean? He's already shown it, boy. He's already shown it. He's already shown it. 
Well, listen, I, I don't know about that, but it's it's going to be, I don't know, I'm not too sure if we're too keen on, I think Real Madrid probably want a little bit too much money um then then you know it, it, the loan the loan has worked out in a way that you're 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 able to to look at a player for a sustained period of time and and, and make a judgment call whether you want to pay the the um the fee for him so in that regard it's kind of worked out for us we can make an informed decision we know Arteta will know what the player is like do, do, are you taking anything from the fact that he didn't play today as like maybe a sign that Arteta isn't too keen in signing him for the, the money Real Madrid want. Anything no, to be made I, of that or I, just I, tactics? I yeah, I think just tactics. I think Arteta really likes him. I can't lie to you. I think Arteta really, really likes him. Um, the, the only, obviously, question to be had is then how do you fit um, him and ESR in, into the team at the same time? I think, obviously, like we said, they can coexist. We've seen it in the 4 2 3 one. We saw them against, it worked against Tottenham. It worked... Um, well, was that game against Leeds as well? They looked, but I, I don't really like ESR on the left. I have to be totally honest with you. I think he can do a job there and he can look okay there, but I still don't think that extracts his best qualities. So um, it would, it, again, it raises questions about what Arteta wants and the system he wants. Obviously, he's, he's tried party as a lone six. Um, I still think that's an experiment that shouldn't be done away with yet but it needs work in terms of configuration and the people around him as well. So it, again, it just remains to be seen, but the position we're in, I don't think we we can be turning our noses up at quality, and I think Odegaard has 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 a lot of it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, twenty million, get it done, lad, get it done. But anything more than that, I'll be I'll be looking at it with with side eye. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Because uh, our boy Willock has, has been putting up numbers in the Premier League, mate, yeah? Don't, don't you forget that, Sean. Right. Do, do, do you know the thing is, you think I hate Willock. I don't, I don't, I don't even have anything against him. No, no, no. My, my, no, I, I don't. My, my thing with him is obviously partly you have to caveat what he's doing at Newcastle because he's playing Why? in a team that he's playing in a team that averages less than 40% possession, Lewis, and he's running into massive amounts of space. When he was at Arsenal, he wasn't doing that. Do you know what I mean? He didn't have that space to run into. When he played, he looked like sometimes he was confused about where to stand, what positions to take up. So let's let's not do this. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy he's doing well. Don't get me wrong. And I actually think um, one thing I will agree with you. I think Arteta misused him because when Arteta was playing him as a ten, I, I didn't agree with that. I think a lot of us didn't agree with that. Um, but I think evidently what we've seen from Arteta is that he doesn't want his pivot to move. You know, do you know what I mean? So he wants the players to always be playing behind the ball. And you know, Willock is someone who wants to burst into the box. And I think sometimes maybe for a bit of flexibility that might be needed. But obviously, we've seen with Arteta, he doesn't want that at all. And even we've seen with the links in terms of the players we've been linked with, Kamavinga, Burge, Basuma, those are all predominantly behind the ball players again. So it's it's kind of, you know, he's got qualities of a box to box midfielder, but I don't really think Arteta wants that. Do you know what I mean? So 
So, what, yeah. what are we thinking about Willock anyway? Is it? I, I'm assuming we'll get a bid in the summer because you can't score seven in 13 games in the Premier League and someone not come calling. Whether the money will be enough to tempt us, I don't know. I don't know what Newcastle's financial position is going to be. But what would what would you be happy to sell him for? And, and at what price would you be like, nah, do you know what? He's probably worth keeping around. Do, do, do you know what? I, I was initially when he first went to the line I was like 15 to 20 mil I would take mm-hmm. I would take but you have to be totally honest um this has been probably one of the best Arsenal loans you've ever seen you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah in, 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 ter- exactly. in, in terms of in terms of effectiveness so I think I would actually try and push towards 25 mil I wouldn't push like lower than that because of his age like do you know what I mean 20 21 um, so, if, so if Newcastle said 20 million take it or leave it what would you say at, if that's the only offer, <laughs> if, if, if that's the only offer, I, I think I'd still do it. I think mm. I would still do it just because it's good money. Like, do you know what I mean? Like from a player we've developed and he's cost nothing. Do you know what I mean? So I would do it. I would even probably put, I would put what I would do. I would have a sell-on clause and I'd have a buy-back clause. Both of them. Mm. I'd have both of them in there. Because if, if you're forcing me to accept, you know, what is not an ideal fee, because I think... Um, Obviously, but obviously we have to factor in COVID and do you know what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So if 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 I was forced to accept 20 mil, I would have a sell-on clause and a buyback clause as well. I don't know what yeah. things, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, someone just said it in the comments here. Brewster can go for 25 million, then you know, maybe, but like Leroy always makes this point, you know, the the better performing the club is, the the more they can sell the players for. Leroy, what what's your thoughts on Willock? And would you be inclined to maybe keep him at the club next season? Or or, or is it any 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 um any, anything we can get, he can go. Um, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not keeping him. I don't think he'll. Um, I, I don't think he'll be good enough at Arsenal level and where we want to go. Um, like obviously, where we are at the moment isn't where we want to be. Fair enough. And I do see the value in keeping homegrown players around that can contribute. However, there is a balance on how much you can contribute and are you a saleable asset. And I feel like at the moment he's probably the most saleable asset of our young players. Um, uh, and I feel that he's not going to be one that we're going to be like, oh man, I, I wish we kept him. He's not going to be a world beer. Um, and like I say, and the kind of value I think we could get for him, I think this is the time that you sell. This is the time that you sell and you sell us for as much as you can get. If you can get a buyback clause in there as an insurance policy, that's great. If you can't, then you obviously increase the price to compensate that. So I would do 20 million with a buyback clause if you said, but if they're not doing a buyback clause, I'm sorry, we have to jack up the price because we can't just give these players away. No, I, I I understand that, and um, Sean, you 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 raised some interesting points there about the midfielders that we are linked with. I personally feel like we need a midfield goal scoring option, man. I really do feel so, that so way, I, and none of these guys are. So so, like I said, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but obviously we've got we've had a massive sample size of Arteta's eighteen months here. So we, we know in terms of what he likes in terms of the profile and what he likes that double pivot to do. That double pivot never plays ahead of the ball. Um, they're mainly there to recycle, try and break lines and, um, you know, covering, uh, covering you know, the wide areas in case there's a, there's a transition opportunity. So really and truthfully, and, and this is why, you know, sometimes why I'm not too harsh on our offensive players, just because like, like you, I, I would agree. I think I would like to stagger the pivot a bit more. I just think it's a bit too restrictive. Um, because of how Arteta lines up, you know, you know, sometimes the right back is 
the extra third midfielder there, Tierney's always pushed all the way up. So it's just a bit, it's, it's a bit lopsided, but I just feel sometimes we can take a bit more risk. So I would agree with you, for example, like actually what I would say, if for example, we were to play a 4-3-3, I would maybe consider not selling Willock. Mm. But I, I but I don't I don't think Arteta is like you have to go in terms of what you've seen when Arteta first came in, he used the four two three one. Um since ESR came in, he's sort of reverted back to a four two three one. He's tried a four three three a couple of times, but it looks like four two three one is sort of the stable formation that he wants to settle on. Um so in that formation, what you got asked the question again, where where, where does Willock fit in? Do you know what I mean? So because he doesn't fit in in Arteta's opinion of a double pivot and he's and he's not a ten. Um mm. so so yeah, and and to your point about having a goal scoring midfielder, I would agree. Um, but I actually also think, and I've said this from the start, I actually think ESR's got potential to score quite a lot of goals. He as does. Well. He does. Um, he does. And he, he he has that same knack of arriving in the box that you know mm. the likes of Willock and Ramsey did as well. But he's also a lot more technically secure in terms of his decision making and stuff as well. So um, and raised that point in in the group, and, and and I agree with that. Actually, I think we should demand more from him. Not just to put pressure on him, but just because you think I think he can do it as well. well so I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he can score goals. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't make that. Really <laughs> Don't put, I, I wouldn't put pressure on the young player now. ESR technically, I think he's underrated. He, even though he, technically his execution is absolutely is better than I even thought it was, and I thought he was technically good. So I completely understand the thought that he could do it, but. I don't think you should be putting the burden on a young player to be getting goals like that. So, 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 so just to come back on that quickly, I, I, I would normally agree with you, but what I'm saying is, in terms of the way Arteta sets up, right, there yeah. is heavy pressure on that front. That front, whoever's playing in that front four has to contribute. Bearing in mind that, like we said, that double pivot is never going to contribute goals because he doesn't expect it. He doesn't allow them to roam forward. So the pressure on whoever's playing within that front four however you, you want to configure it, whether you play with three midfielders and a striker or the two, two, two creators, two scorers, they have to contribute. They all have to contribute because we've this has been one of our lowest goal-scoring seasons ever. So I, I think however he chooses to configure it, um, and like I said, I, I wouldn't, that's not how I would solely judge ESR because obviously he contributes a lot more than just than goals in it. But I think um, if he is to be trusted with the 10 and to be a starting 10 next season, then I think we do have to play some sort of expectation in terms of output. Mm. And I think the same goes for Saka as well, because if we talk about Saka's form as of late, it's kind of gone off the cliff a bit. Um, And I know that sounds unfair to say because he's 19 years old and we basically lumped our whole season on his shoulders really and truly, but he, he hasn't quite been at the races as of late, has he? And um, what, what it's just interesting to know, like, and have a conversation about what are the expectations for these players next season? Because I would imagine they're going to be important players next season. And what are we expecting from Saka? You know, he's he got f- how many goals has he got this season? Is it five? What, is it five six, goals or six goals? Six or seven? Yeah, I think so. I'll get it up here, but. What are we looking for for Saka next season? Obviously, an improvement, but what is what is enough? To be honest, I, I don't really want to put pressure on these guys, man. I'm, but we I, have to, man. Otherwise, we're we're just. This is why we buy squad. So, really and truly, if Saka's not playing well, like he hasn't been for the last few weeks, we should be pulling him out. We should be pulling him out, sitting him down for a while, and bringing him back in. We should be developing these guys. We don't want to start now. Okay, you guys are good. You've broken through this season. Now you're it. Like you need to go mm. fly. 
So this is where we need to actually recruit in the market, and we need to recruit in the market. So whoever, so whoever Willian should be, should be a good player who's who should be able to perform. Pepe should be a good player who should be able to perform. We need another player like on, so like a Grealish on the other side who should be able to perform. And then we should be dipping these young players. They should be getting substantial minutes. Don't get me wrong, but we should be dip, being able to. We can't be dependent on them. We should be able to be pulling them out when their form's not good because you're going to get ESR who's going to have a slump. Mm. You're going to get Saka who's going to have a slump and then he's going to have a, a, a bit in red-hot form where he plays 10, 15 games and he's quality. When you, you let them play those 10, 15 games, but when he's, when he's not hot like this, you pull him out. And mm. that's what... So we, can't, we have to recruit. We have to recruit senior pros to help these young men through because we can't be dependent on them and just play them and flog them every week. It's, it's not on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that point is interesting just because, um, especially with next season, as we're likely just to have the Prem. So then, how, how much? So then, the question then becomes how much expectation do you put on them? Because at the end of the day, next season is, is key, we have to try and get back into the top four again. So, um, so, it, so it's either and and you know, playing one game a week there's probably less scope for, for rotation and less scope for game time because you want to have in an ideal world a settled 11. Um, so, so I, I, I think I get, I get Leroy's point, but I do also just think, yeah, we, we need to, we need to settle on and Arteta needs to settle on what he thinks is his best team going forward. And, and, you know, in terms of where he, he thinks are the weak points in terms of contribution and, and how he seeks to address that and whose, whose role it is to contribute. So mm. for me, like, for example, uh, I totally get, obviously, like I said, ESR and Saka, we, we do need to be careful with them. They're young players. They're going to blow hot and cold. And I don't think we should be too harsh on them when they blow cold. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they shouldn't be relied upon to be the difference makers every week. Um, but at the same time, if you decide that Saka is your starting winger and say, say next season, 38 league games, Say he plays 30 out of those 38 league games, starts 30 out of those 38 league games, you're going to want to expect, you know, a decent return. Mm. And we're going to need a decent return from him if we're going to do well. Do you know what I mean? So, and and I, I've got a lot of faith in Saka just because I think he showed me so much this season that I didn't think he had. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? So, for example, we, I think he's got seven, did you say it was seven all comps? Um, and I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know all comps, but. Um, he's got so five he, in the league, so he's got five in the league. I think he's got a couple. Yeah, I think he's got like seven all comps. So, and I've seen Saka miss a lot of presentable chances this season. So he's missed I, our I, third most big chances this season. Yeah, so I, seven I goals, think, ten assists. He's got right. That's a great return, and and I don't think it would take much for Saka to hit a ten ten. I, I mean, he could have hit a ten ten this season. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and I, I would, if I was if if I was you know Arteta, that's the sort of expectation I would be setting for him again next season a 10-10 mm -hmm. I think that's fair mm -hmm. do you think that's fair yeah I, I think that's fair I think that's fair he, his finishing certainly needs some work I mean fucking hell <laughs> some of the chances he's missed this season have been really bad especially his one and one you see he doesn't you know when he goes through on goal he doesn't fill you with any confidence and I always say this I think Mason Greenwood has kind of skewed things a little bit because 18 19 year olds don't normally finish like mason greenwood finishes you know um and by all the intents and purposes five goals four assists in your first full premier league season as a winger isn't too shabby to be fair it's not too bad um for, for as a as an 18 19 year old so yeah i i think i think there's definitely 
you know, things like finishing, you expect him to get better at that. So if, if you expect him to get better at that, then naturally we will see an improvement, just like we have in um, other facets of his game as well. Um, before we uh, f- finish up, I just wanted to get you guys' opinions on some of the transfer rumours we've heard this week. So, um, well, the first one is David Luiz confirmed leaving. Um how do you guys feel about that? Hallelujah. Do you know what though? Do you know what the Oliver? I I I do agree with you in the fact that I I was against the David Luiz signing from the start, like as were you. However, this season I do feel like we're very much reliant on him. Um, I do feel like if we had David Luiz this season, we'd be in the Europa League final. If we had him for this latter part of the season, I do feel like we'd have probably made top six. And I know that's probably optimistic thinking. I just I just think a lot of our issues in attack actually stem from the lack of David Luiz not being there. Because everyone else is shit. So Yeah, yeah, everyone else is shit. We've got to we've got to replace him appropriately. If we had a reasonable ball playing centre back, none of this would be a problem. It's because mm. his replacement at right centre back is Rob Holding, who literally has a club foot. I swear he has yeah, a he can't play football because um, he's got a club foot. It just it, 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 the levels are different, isn't it? Mm. So it's not because David Luiz. Because okay, fair enough. In terms of towards the end of the season, he hasn't had as many brain fart moments. Maybe that's because he wasn't playing as much. To be but, fair, this season, this season, I would say, I would say this season. But still, I'm not, I not think my, he's been our best best centre back this season. Yeah, it probably has, but that's not saying that much. Um, no, no, and. Um, yeah, he's he's just someone I've never liked. Don't really like. I know everyone. A lot. I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans come around and change their mind. I still haven't changed my mind. I do not trust no. him. Never feel comfortable with him. And good riddance. I'm, I'm not really feeling him. So goodbye. Mm. See you later, Chelsea reject. Mm. Sean, feel the same. Yeah, no, no. I I tend to agree with you. Actually, I think um, I thought last season he was actually a travesty. I I thought he was yeah. so so bad last season. He was generally actually this season. I actually think he's been okay. I actually think he's been decent. Like not even. By like you know calamitous standards, I just generally think he's been good. Like, and I've actually felt more secure with him back there. That's not to say obviously that, that we can't do better. Because me, I would also I'm happy he's going because really and truthfully, um, next season should be about Saliba. But I'm already rattled. The last two weeks, the amount of links to different centre backs I've been seeing every day has been making my head so so hot. Like that, I, I it, it just and you know. It, I'm, I've been getting into arguments. We need one, Sean. We no, need no, no. one. So, so don't get me wrong. I wouldn't disagree if it meant that it would be to the detriment of Saliba. But I know if we sign a centre back, it's going to be to the detriment mm. of Saliba. So I'm hoping I mean? it won't. No, be, no, no. Because yeah. so, because what people are saying is that oh yeah yeah obviously push Rob Holding further down. But we know that's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Arteta likes Rob Holding. We have a big enough sample size to see that he likes Rob Holding. Do, does do he like I mean? Rob Holding, or is he only is he our only <laughs> fit right centre back? No. Callum Chambers is there. I really intrigued me. You could, I would prefer. Is to Rob Holding? Is Callum Chambers a better right back than? than uh, is Rob, is, is right Callum Chambers back? a better centre back yes, than Rob Holding? Callum Chambers plays football like an adolescent. I'm sorry, like he just looks. Every time he's playing on um, a centre back, he just looks. He looks like he's on skates. He looks like he's. You know how Mustafi was always on the edge of his physical twenty four seven. I think fullback suits Chambers more than centre back. Personally, I get what you're saying from a ball playing point of view. Chambers is head and shoulders above um, holding, but as an actual defender, which is 
primarily your your well, it's your primary job is defending, right? And I, I just don't feel confident in Chambers, man. I don't feel com- I think it's too well, rational to tackle. Do, okay, do you feel confident in holding? I don't, <laughs> I don't. And it's like it's... choosing between no, no, you know, no, but, but also, shit and in, in in the first few matches that Arteta actually came, Chambers was playing centre back before he had that ACL, and I, I thought mm. he looked decent to be fair. Like mm. and I, like I think don't get me wrong, I don't think Chambers is a great centre back. However, when you're talking about options, I think I would rather have him there. And considering the emphasis Arteta has put on in terms of build up from the back now, one thing you cannot say about Callum Chambers is that he's he's very good technically. Do you know what I mean? So he, he can actually pass the ball. Um, so it, and if you're placing that much emphasis in terms of your build up having an option from the back, um, yeah, then, then, then I would then I would have gone with him. Um mm. but yeah, back to that point, for example, yeah. So next season for me. Because I think this is gonna this is gonna be another debate like it was last summer. Saliba is gonna be a massive debate again because I think Arteta's quotes in that press conference yesterday left a lot to be desired. People what said, did he oh. say? So basically, he said, "Oh, um, yes, we've been uh, watching Saliba, and he will come back here for preseason, and then we will discuss um, the individual role of every um, player here mm-hmm. and what role they will have in the squad." And that that. For me, like whenever he's spoken about Saliba, he's never spoken with confidence. He's never said anything that we makes me feel confident. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and if he wanted to, he could, because you've seen how we've spoken about other players within the squad. So, and also you have to remember again, we're coming back to the fact that we're only playing 38 league games next season. Uh, you might have like some cup games, but maximum, we're not going to play more than like 50 games next season, max. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, um, if you're deciding now that Saliba is only going to be a rotation option, how many games is he actually going to play? And then mm. again, you come back to the point, is that good for his development? That's not good for his development. Do you know what I mean? So, because like I said, I would rather have him, like people talk about, oh, he, he's not ready. Oh, Gabriel, look at the mistakes they're making. I'm like, okay, cool. But the rest of our centre-backs make mistakes. Do you know what mm. I mean? I would rather lean into the potential we've bought and know that, okay, cool. I'm going to have teething problems with these guys, but I know that their ceiling is exponentially higher than what I've seen with Rob Holding, who struggles against anybody with a pulse and has a heart attack any anytime someone fast comes near him. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, if we sign the centre-back, I'm going to be livid. And I, and I pretty much think that will signify the end of Saliba Arsenal. I'm, I'm almost 100% confident. Imagine if we had Saliba this whole season, like mistakes or not, teething problems or not, and he played this whole season like Fafana has. And then what, what the player that we would have going into the season after. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because 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 what, one of the things that annoys me, you know, when you come back to the point about, is he ready? You know, Arteta says he needs that transition year. Well, listen, when he was at St Etienne last year, he played 14 league games. Wesley Fafana, who was deemed ready by Leicester, only played 16 league games. So he played two league games more than William Saliba. Now, obviously, I get there's less pressure at Leicester. Um, and your mistakes are probably less scrutinised. And I've seen Fofana make quite a few mistakes this season. A lot of however, mistakes. Yeah, no, how, however, well, in the cup final, I thought he was great. Um, mm. But also, it's a learning experience. Do you know what I mean? You know a 19-year-old centre-back is not going to be the finished article. But what you've done, they spent... Leicester spent close to over, well over 30 mil on Fofana. Do you know what I mean? They know that they're investing for the future. Do you know what I mean? And I'd rather invest for the future. If you were going to say that this season was going to be a transition year... And we were going to like, because what Arteta has done, Arteta didn't pick a team this season that was built for the future, nor did he pick a team that was to win now. So I don't really know what he was trying to do. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I, I just think there's there's so many more questions and answers. And I think the Saliba stuff, I think that story hasn't run its course. And I still think there's so much more that isn't being said about that situation. And it really mm. annoys me. And, and, you, yeah. and, you know pisses, and you know what really pisses me off um, about the Saliba situation? It's like, I would always rather 
a player who is young and ha- and is going to make mistakes than a player who just lacks the ability. So jo- Rob Holding, he is incapable of doing certain things as a defender. And you put him in a certain situation, it's just literally impossible. Saliba can do everything that's needed to be done as a centre-back and he might make your mistake. I'd much rather lean into that. Sorry, this, this Saliba thing actually touches me. Like, I'm getting hot. It, 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 it makes me so angry because yesterday, what was it? This week I've seen us link with Tosin Adarabio of Fulham. I actually quite like him, but he's not the level. I've seen us link with Joachim Anderson. So both of those Fulham centre-backs, do you know what I mean? So who, who are just not the level. Like, I don't understand. What's his gripe with Saliba? It does not make any sense to me. Why do you not like him? Is it because you didn't sign him? But you signed Pablo Mari. Do you know what I mean? Who's not better than him? He's not better than him. Like, and, and it even annoys me. Like, I've been seeing the stick that I've Gabriel's actually been getting this season as well. Like, but then people have 101 defenses for Gabriel uh, for Murray and Holden, and it really, it really, really rattles me. I don't know how you can have this, you know, these slow geriatric centre backs who are not good on the turn, who struggle against anyone with a pulse. Like when you see how Liverpool defend, obviously, when Gomez and Van Dijk are fit, they literally just leave those two back by themselves. Because they're very confident in those two to handle 1v1 situations, um, massive acres of space behind them. Like, you know, look at the, um, the one Gabriel prevented for Zaha this evening. Imagine Mario holding in that position. Mm. What would have happened? Do you know what I mean? Like, what was it? Mario let Havertz go last week because he was shit scared. Like, he, he just knew he, he didn't That being it. said, I did see Mario chase down... Um... Was it Fardy? Fardy, yeah. But come on, this this, yeah, this is this is this is this is like yeah. a finished thirty-four-year-old Jamie Vardy. This yeah, isn't yeah, the same yeah. Jamie Vardy of a couple of years ago. So, no, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I, I do agree with you. I think the centre back. I'm all for signing another centre back as long as Rob Holding goes. Um, but I do agree with you. It's one or the other, I think. If Holden doesn't go, it's likely going to be something's going to happen with Saliba. And if that does happen, that's a real shame. And I just would just hate the club for for doing that because it just it's, it's just the biggest waste of time going. And somewhat we're gonna, I, I, I he's just gonna go and become a fantastic player. For exactly. Else. And, and, and don't get it wrong, we will regret that decision immensely. Immensely, yeah. he will go on to be a very very good centre back elsewhere. Because I like people keep saying, "Oh, like, oh, you guys are hyping because, oh, you said he looked better than Fafana because he did look better than Fafana for Saint Etienne. He did yeah, look better than Fafana." I man. watched every single game they played last season. Every single game they played last season, and I, to the point where I highlighted Fafana and said, "This other guy looks sick. He's good." Yeah, but Saliba was one hundred and ten percent the blue chip prospect, mm. not even close. Mm-mm-mm. No, I I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Um, another fan favorite that may be leaving this summer is 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 uh, Granite Xhaka. Interesting, very interesting. I don't know how real these links are, but you know, um, who, wait, who has he been linked to? I think hey. I've just seen the parts of just, where he wants to leave. Glad back. Give me that praise and worship. I mean, God no. When's the last time I went to church? I'll, 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 I'll roll church. No problem. Yeah, nah, Wait, do, do you know did what? we get decent money for Xhaka? 
Yes, I think. Well, it, de- it depends who, who he goes to, but I think Xhaka has a market definitely. Mm. I think there are teams. There are teams like, for example, I know Conte at Inter loves Xhaka. He's spoken about Xhaka bare times. I think teams on the continent would definitely buy Xhaka just because he has a unique skill set. And um, f- funnily enough, like even though I would, I want to move on from him, and we need to move on from him just because he holds the keys to our midfield and he's held it for too long, and we need to change that complete profile. He actually does give us some unique qualities that will be actually quite tough to replace. So uh, that is a uh, that is something that will would be hard to replace. And I'm still not actually sure how to replace it specifically. Well, actually, I am sure I've got a couple of names in mind, but I just don't think we have open hell of getting them. Basically, you know what I mean. So, uh, are you are you guys um, obviously quite chuffed about the prospect of Jacka leaving? As am I. Although I have to admit, this season again, he's been someone who I feel like. Has done a lot better. Um, Louise and Xhaka have been one of uh, some of the few players who have actually improved under Arteta. Um, I don't know what that's down to, really. But um, Xhaka's been good, in my opinion, this season. Yeah, uh, he I, has. I don't think anyone can really, who's, who actually watches Arsenal and is unbiased, can say Xhaka has not been good. But we know enough about Xhaka. He's shown us who he is. The leopard never changes spots. We need to... He is uh, the lightning rod for the mediocrity that has been Arsenal FC for the last however many years. We need versatile players who have different a different skill set and we need to go in a different direction. And I feel like Xhaka is a very powerful character. And he is... He's got the keys to the team. I don't care what no one says. If he's not captain, he definitely has the keys to the team. The fact that we get him out of the team and out of the squad, it's a real mentality shift and a big change. And I think it's a big statement of intent from the from the, um, the, the higher ups in the in the squad in the club. Sorry. So uh, I, I think we need to get him out, and I think that would be a big move for us um, and a big change in direction. Agreed. So the players that we are linked with in, three of them that I've seen, Kamavinga, um, Sanderberg, still never seen that Giza play. Um, well, you are the most British you I've who? ever in my life. Who? Sanderberg. Sanderberg. Ain't that his name? What's his name? Sanderberg. Burge, man. Burge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Arab. Hey, oh my man. god, you're, you're something else. Um, <laughs> you probably got like a chicken difference and ketchup. While you're, 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 you're. Custard creams, mate. Hey! <laughs> you as well? yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, fin- I finished my tea. I finished my tea. I, right. I, I want to tell all the listeners, yeah. One time I met Lewis, right? He used to break custard creams into about 17 different pieces to eat. <laughs> And we all thought he had Asperger's because of that, because it used to literally... Who does that? Who, we break the little pieces and I literally... broke it into two pieces. Seven two pieces. pieces, no less, honestly. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, the other player we've obviously been linked to is Basuma. We've been continuously linked to Basuma. Are you guys interested in any of those three? So, do, do, do you know what? I, I, I sort of to and fro with Basuma, because... There are stuff that he does that I like and stuff that he does that I'm not necessarily too, too keen on. But however, Like what? Like what? Uh, I, I think he could be... So, for example, athletically, he's great. And and that, that is already a vast, vast improvement in terms of, of, of what we have. I think he, he's even better than party athletically. However, I think at times his passing can be a bit stale. Um, I, I think... 
we would need a bit more. I do like how he transitions with it because he can carry the ball. Um, and and he, I've actually, I don't know if you guys seen him shoot. He can actually proper proper shoot as well. Um, so he he does have certain qualities. I just feel like I, I thought I thought Partey could proper proper shoot before Ek was. Yeah, well. but listen. So, so we need to start docking his wages when he shoots. Um, <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, I feel like because of what Jacka is, and Jacka is a very high octane passer. You know, in terms of clocking well over seventy passes each game. Um, so it would how we would go about replacing that would be interesting um whether we would give because i think party has the potential to do that as well um so i would be interested to see that i don't know i just feel like i'm just not sold maybe i need to watch more um mm. and, and maybe, maybe i'll be sold I, I, i'm the same i'm i'm not sold and i've said for a while now i think basuma is a fantastic player let me not like um be around the bush regarding that however the, the things that annoy me is what we've seen in, especially since parties coming to the team with Shaka, is the importance of having two people who can both be the reference point in midfield. And by that, I mean for receiving the ball, always being available, and in terms of output, in terms of passing. Because remember when it was only Shaka and he just used to get pressed out of the game and that would kill our whole game? Um, that doesn't happen when you've got party there as well. Now, my problem with Basuma, in a similar way to Sharon was just saying, I think he's fantastic athletically. I think he's probably one of the best, if not the best, ball winner in the league outside of Kante. Um, I think he's really good at carrying. I think he's really press resistant. Um, obviously, he can shoot, but that's not really a, what we're buying him for. My problem is, is not actually so much his passing. He doesn't show for the ball. So mm. I find that when you're building from the back as we do, we we build from the back. He he doesn't go and get it. He he stands in positions where he can't really receive the ball. And I find it so frustrating. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm watching him I'm like, go get the ball, bro. It mm. feels like he doesn't want anything to do with the build-up. He feels like he doesn't, he does he's just not really interested. When he gets it, he doesn't lose it. He, he, he like I say he's pretty press resistant, but I need tactical to... thing. Huh? Tactical thing. Mm, I don't think so. I, don't, I just think it's his style of play. Maybe it is, but I, it frustrates me. And I want someone in, who's going to be a lot more because we keep a lot of the ball. We we do keep relatively a map a good amount of position, and we're trying to increase that. And I want someone who is heavily involved in actually progressing play as well. And he can carry, but you can't do that all the time. I would say he. I would say my main criticism of of someone like Basuma is he's quite risk adverse in the past. I don't think he is. I don't think he will um, force play as much as we need. That would be my one concern. Well, also, there's there's another thing to which is very important to bear in mind. If we do decide to make Basuma like our marquee central midfield signing in the summer, him and Party are both buggering off to Afcon in January. <laughs> and, <laughs> so that, that's that's your first with, choice. With El Nenny as well. With El Nenny as well. He's back on. <laughs> So, so those are all your second mids just wiped oh, out. Stand the bug. He'll be yeah. sad. Wait, wait, wait. Who does Basuma play for? Ivory Coast. He's he's, he's Pepe's best friend. That's Pepe's no, best friend. Ivory. He's not. He's not yeah, Ivory he's, Coast. He's, he's, he's Ivorian. Oh, it says here is Malian. Mm, I'm pretty sure he's Ivorian. I might actually. Am I wrong? I'm, I might be wrong. I thought he was oh, no, Ivorian. No, so, all right. So, so for, yeah, yeah. He plays for Mali. He plays for Mali. 
Oh, okay. So, so he was bad. born in Ivory Coast. Oh, right, okay. He uh, plays for Mali. I don't Mali. know if Mali okay. are at Afcon. Um, yeah, my, my, they're, they're there anyway. So they it, are. It'll be there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're there. So interesting. Um, um, yeah, that is that is a. I've got Ghana, Ghana made it. Have they? They they made it. Uh, I think just about mate. <laughs> that, what about Nigeria? Of course we're there. I don't no. understand <laughs> why you're asking. I swear you didn't make the last one. No, we did make the last one. Oh, okay, okay. All right, just double checking, man. Just double checking. Um, yeah, that is a that is a big concern. Um, so with, so, so, with so, that one, so that that would be another reason for, for me to advert it, just because like it, that would be ridiculous. Like it's generally ridiculous. So, but again, it then raises the questions of, of who you go after because I do. I I really like Kamavinga, but also at the same time, he's very young very very young like that's that's an 18 year old basically and he does have big big potential but then you're looking at next season you want someone who you think can come in and sort of hit the ground running and then mm. you can perform to a higher level straight what, away what um, type of player is Kamavinga who so Kamavinga, so, so Kamavinga is, is very very press resistant um Ooh, so what's that he's an all-rounder yeah yeah he's an all-rounder he's very mm. good on it so he's, he's a left footer so if you're looking to create you know the angles that Xhaka did, but he's more he's he's very fast as well um across mm. the ground. Um, Him and Party would be a good partnership. Unbelievable. Yeah, oh that, that all right then do, do just do that then. Just but do to that. Be fair, but but also you're competing against teams like PSG, Bayern, uh, Madrid, they don't want to pay the money, man. They don't want to pay the money. Although, but people did raise a good point. His his contract expires in twenty twenty two. So mm. he might be available for, for, for but for well, what do you mean? He could stay just for another year and go for free. I uh, no no no. Ren's I don't think Ren will allow it. They'll they'll send him okay. to somewhere. So okay. they'll they'll probably try and see who's gonna offer the most money, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I'll do that then. Forty I was, million. I was against the Camavinga sign, and even though potentially it would be an unbelievable partnership, but I just feel that we can't really we don't really want the adaptation. Um he's 18 years old. I'm not sure if he's gonna be ready for the Premier League, even though he's an unreal talent. Unreal talent. I'm just not so sure. And he's, again, another one that's been hot and cold. So apparently he's not had a very good season, even though everyone yeah. can see his um, So we, we've, we've got we've got enough of a young base, in my opinion, with um, ESR, Saka, Martinelli, uh, Balogun. Um, obviously, Gabriel for a defender is pretty young. Kieran Tierney's getting older a little bit. Saliba. I think we have enough young players. I feel like, in terms of our squad planning, we need mid-players. We need 23 to 25-year-olds who are ready to do it now um, because I just feel like that's better for our squad planning because we really need to turn up the volume and improve pretty quickly. So I'm not really looking for another three, four-year project because our, our striker is 32 years old this this, this season or something so what, like so what you're telling me, Leroy, is Sander Burge. That's what you're telling me. I'm not telling you Sander Burge. <laughs> <laughs> See him, uh, if he is a... Uh, if we are selling El Nenny, Genduzi, and Torreira, and he is a third or fourth choice centre mid, we're bringing in. No problem. No problem. I'm, is he I'm good? Back. Is he good? Do you know the thing about Sander Burge? It's very funny when you watch him here yeah, because he's massive. He's six foot five, like, yeah. but he gets a, gr- across the ground a lot better than, yeah. than you didn't, didn't, didn't you'd imagine. Like he covers ground very, very well. The only thing, I, the only thing I would say about him though is that he seems to have quite a nasty injury record. I, I did some really? research earlier today, and yeah. I was like, this well, guy's picking up quite a, a few injuries. Um, yeah, because he's only part, played fifteen games this season. So, so, so part of the reason we're also linked with him is because um, that one of our assistants, that Albert Albert Stoibenberg, um managed oh, him no. again. 
So he's got links. But also... Um, Ain't that the guy who bought in Renison? No, 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 that that was the good the goalkeeper coach. That was the goalkeeper coach. But um, I don't I don't also, trust any of these man. I do this referral basically. <laughs> but, but also another thing as well. That's Odegaard's best friend. So oh. you know, in terms of if you, I, I don't know if if that means much in the grand scheme of things as well. So, mm. um, but that has been that's another like him and Basuma. Those links have been floating about for quite a while. So I think mm. that there's probably fuel to fire him in terms oh, of both oh. of those. Definitely prefer Basuma to him, but if he's coming in as a one of our rotation options, I'm I'm all over it. I mm. think that's a decent rotation option. I think he's a, a decent player. He's I I I quite I quite like him. I think because he ended up at Sheffield United. Bear in mind he was linked with much bigger clubs, but he chose to go to Sheffield United for playing time. So but obviously, because a lot of people don't like watching Sheffield United, they probably haven't paid much attention to him. But mm. I actually don't think he's bad. I think he's quite decent actually. Um, yeah, but, so, would, you, would you bring him in as a starter? Is that starting no, 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 not not as a starter. Like for me, the starter would be like in an ideal world, it'd be like a, a Saul or like a Camavinga, that profile, like yeah. a left footed um deep midfielder, but who can transition, who can progress the ball. That's the sort of guy I'm looking at. But um I would I, sell my left bollock for Saul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would, but yeah, that, that one's never happening, boy. So um, oh, so yeah. But, um, Does he yeah. start every week for Atletico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. you know how good Sal is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I would. I, would. I, I don't care about his kidney problems. I don't care about what. <laughs> but, but he, but, but he signed like a nine-year deal at Atletico, so he's got like oh, another six-year contract, yeah, six years to go. On uh, he's contract. a lifer. No, nah. he's a lifer. Now they've they played a blinder there. They played a yeah. blinder. Well done, Atletico. <laughs> so, so it, it, is there? Well, I mean, you guys haven't really, you know. You don't really want any of them. So nah. where do we go from here? Like, you know, me personally, I'm sold by all of them. Give, give us all three. I'm, I'm happy with that. It's, do you know, do, do, part of the reason I feel like it's hard to say, to talk about targets is just because I'm still not completely sure what Arteta wants. Like mm. he talks a lot about specificity, but he then contradicts himself with some of the moves he makes and what he does in games as well. So I just don't know. Like, that's it. Like if you had a set system where you'd be like, all right, cool. I know this profile, this profile. Like, the only people I can speak with, like, a surety that I would want is, like, a Grealish or a Camavinga. Like, just that, those sort of guys. But, <laughs> bear in mind, Grealish will be, like, 80 mil. Camavinga will probably be, like, 40, 50 mil as well. Okay, so, 120 uh, million. But then that's you set for the next five to yeah, ten years. But then we still got other work to do. We still need another centre-mid. We still need a right-back. We need a backup left-back. So, there's... Mm. And, obviously, I mean, obviously, the Conky... Bertrand on a free... Oh, that made me sick. But Can we yeah, talk to, a little to, bit about that? But go on, finish your point anyway. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. So it, it just depends. Like Obviously, the Cronkies are doing up PR at the moment, but it remains to be seen how much they are truly willing to spend and how much they do spend. So um, mm. the proof will be in the pudding around that. And obviously, but yeah, I mean, if we do get those guys, then I won't turn my nose up to like Bertrand on the free. I can't lie to you. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, because I think me personally, I don't care about the Bertrand thing too much. I think he's a solid Premier League player. Um, people make references to the Cedric signing. I think Bertrand's a better player than Cedric personally. Um, and also, Bertrand is actually a player that we need. We signed Cedric when we already had Bellerin. We already had Maitland-Niles. We already had Chambers. Um, did we have anyone else? Yeah, he was like he came in as like the fourth, as 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 like one of four right backs. So 
I didn't I, I didn't see the point of that signing when when we made it anyway. But Bertrand, he he satisfies a need in the team. Um, he, and if he needs to play fifteen to twenty games a season, I I don't think that's a particularly bad signing personally. You know, and it allows us to do business in other areas of the team without spending any money. So I I don't mind it as long as Tierney's fit and we can keep him fit for seventy five to eighty percent of the season. I don't really mind Bertrand being the second option personally. Leroy, what are you thinking? Um. I'm not. I'm not that mad at it. The problem is, is because I, I don't care about backups that much. Um, I'm really focused on the first eleven. So I understand that I did get a cheap backup. I just don't think that was the right choice because I swear Patrick Van Aanholt has he signed a new deal or is he also on a free? Palace have got about twelve players leaving in the summer. Tyree Mitchell has just signed, right? Yeah, yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. I think Bertrand's just about to fall off a cliff, and I feel like mm. he's going to come to us, and he's going to stink. I think he's going to be right. terrible. So I, I think we're not going to get this solid prem pro that we envisage getting. I think he's actually going to be really bad. He's at that mm. age profile, that last move. I think Patrick Van Arnold's a bit younger, and I prefer him as a player. And I think he's more in. He's more of a replacement for Tierney in that he's a dynamic. On, on it, attacker rather than Bertrand, who's just more of a sort of a steady Eddie in both directions. Um, and I feel like Bertrand's just been declining and declining season on season. Mm. Uh, what he's, he's played a lot more than Bertrand at than uh, Van Aanholt has this season, hasn't he? And he's only one year older. But Van Aanholt um, has had that Tyreek Mitchell ahead of him, and I just prefer him stylistically. Um, mm. So it's just it's just a preference, really. I think it's just a better better going forward, and I think he'd be better at coming in and replacing what Tierney gives us rather than Bertrand, because I think Bertrand mm. should struggle with the energy that Tierney gives us and the attacking prowess. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, fair enough. Look, people are saying Lewis hasn't learned his lesson. I, I just don't really care too much for backup roles, if I'm being honest. I I think if the, as long as the guy is solid enough, I don't really. I, if we can go without spending money on someone. And we can use that money, like on a, like for example, these these nice players we talk about, Grealish, Kamavinga, these guys. If we can really set our sights on them, mm. then I w- I will happily take a a Bertrand or a, a Van Aanholt or whoever it is. I, I can't say I'm I, I I don't watch Southampton like that to be saying, you know. But what I have seen from Brian, Ryan Ryan Bertrand in the past is he looks a lot like Anton. Um, and that's about as much as I know, to be honest. He <laughs> <laughs> looks a lot like Anton, but you know, well, for it is what it is. Anton just loves players that looks like him, bro. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> and it hasn't. And you know what? And it hasn't paid. And it hasn't paid in, it paid out well in dividends. You know, it really hasn't. He, <laughs> it's Nathan Redmond, Mari uh, uh, Gray, like all these guys are just so shit. But anyway. Um, is there anyone else we've been linked to worth talking about? I saw Dennis Zachariah. No, stinks. Next. No. Um, is there He's been anyone been else? No, no, no. That's that's pretty that's pretty much it for the moment. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there will be loads more links to come. But on that note, I think we should uh, we'll call it an evening. Uh, Leroy, it was great to have you back. Um, Good to be back. Hopefully, you'll be on a few more in uh, over the uh, the the postseason and we can do some fun medical shit 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the next few weeks, I guess you're trying to get a break from from yeah, all of that, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. In the next few weeks, I'll, I'll be on a lot more often. So, more um, okay. weeks of, of hard work, and then I'm I'm, I'm about. So, then you're retiring. Yeah, yeah, I'm retiring, man. I'm not doing no work. <laughs> Uh, and Sean, great to have you on as well. We'll try Thank and do you. some Patreon shit um, this 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 week. Maybe we'll do. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to do. We'll do something. We'll, we'll do something. We'll have something posted on Patreon this week. Anyway, I'm not too sure what it'll be. But um, if you are interested in our extra uh, content, you can sign up to our Patreon. Uh, minimum three pound a month. So what's that? You know, nothing at all. So. Um, yeah, so get signed up to that. Links links in the bio for that. And uh, we'll be back with a normal podcast next week anyway. Hopefully above Spurs, but then that will probably mean we're in Europa Conference. So you're damned if you do, you're damned <laughs> if you don't. I don't I, I don't know quite what I want. Personally, I'd rather finish above Spurs, if I'm being honest, because them touchline hot Spurs guys, they're very cheeky. They're very cheeky. And, and uh, Nigerian Dan also known as German Dan now because of his German motor. He's um <laughs> he's uh got a sixty pound bet on with Tobes. So I would love to hear uh Dan and Tobes go back at it uh, <laughs> again. So <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping we do win actually just for that. Anyway guys um I can't yeah like I said I can't wait for Dan to tell uh to tell Tobes that he's gonna up the rent or whatever he said last time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, take it easy, and we'll be back next week. In a bit, everybody. It's got to 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Sports Social Podcast Network.